Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. News. And that's our top story. Talk. And we do talk about Sports. it. Sports. The new in a design roll. Dumps the ball in the flat. Inside the 10. Inside the 5. Touchdown, Denver. Guess who? That is Jaleel McLaughlin. This is KOA Sports. Now, Dave Logan, Big Al, Alfred Williams, and Ryan Edwards. All right, just after 5 o'clock here on KOA Sports, 850 AM, 94.1 FM. Dave Logan, Alfred Williams, Ryan Edwards. Reminder, the KOA Online Pro Pick'em Challenge is back this football season, presented by Circle K. Get signed up to make your weekly picks at KOAColorado.com. The weekly winner receives a $200 Circle K gift card. The grand prize winner wins $1,000 to Circle K. Grab everything you need for the game, including full-strength beer at Circle K. 56690 is our Common Spirit Health text line. We'd love to hear from you. Just kind of went through the Broncos and 49ers game moments ago. Get some more thoughts on that, including Russell Wilson. But, man, you were talking about it, Alpha, right before we came back. This Jonathan Taylor news is uh, sort of taking over the news cycle as uh, we found out about an hour ago that the the uh, Colts are giving permission for Jonathan Taylor to seek a trade, his agent already on the phone, and Stephen Holder, who covers the Colts uh, for ESPN and The Athletic, I want to say, or at least was ESPN. No, he's ESPN now. Uh, He says the Colts are seeking a first-round pick or a package of picks that equates to as much in a potential Jonathan Taylor trade. (laughs) That's funny. A first-round pick Mm -hmm. or a package of players and picks that equal a first-round pick. It was like Christian McCaffrey last year, remember? Yeah. It was like second, third, and a fourth or something like that. Yeah. I mean... uh, we should talk about that because are we talking about any we're talking about anywhere in the, in in the, the first round or are we talking about like middle of the first round i mean it's a huge difference when you say first round so just to give you an example if you're looking at the NFL trade uh value chart okay the number 1 overall draft position equals 3,000 points, okay? Mm-hmm. We'll just use that, okay? So so everybody knows. The number two pick is, I believe, right around 2,600. So the reason, and I'll tell you why this is important, because the last of the, uh, of the points that gets down to pick 32 is only 590 points. Significant, right? I mean, there's a huge difference between pick 32 in the first round and pick one. So, so if you're just telling me he's looking for a first round draft pick, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Well, that that's the thing. It would be, have to be a contender. There's no way a team like Arizona, for example, who might have the number one overall pick. Why would they make a trade for Jonathan Taylor? Right, right. Makes no sense. No, 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 no. This would be like. This would be a team that is like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, this is yeah. It, this this would be a team that is 
expected to have a deep run into the playoffs and make a Super Bowl push. Exactly. We're talking about they wouldn't, no matter what, they wouldn't pick no higher than pick number 24 no matter what. Right. Right. And so if you're one of those teams and you're saying, well, we'd like to add what will be one of the best running backs in the game. Now, he, by the way, I don't think he's cleared his uh, physical, it, physical yeah. yet. So that's that's also part of this. But this is uh, this is unique because it just goes to show you this is an organizational issue. This is the owner saying that we're you're you're not gonna tell me uh, what to do when it comes to extending players, and it, it's a cautionary tale to anybody who is drafted to the the, the Indianapolis Colts, and it's also a cautionary tale to those who may be thinking about going there in free agency. I agree. You better over... I mean, Indianapolis is not a destination city for most guys in the NFL. Yeah, unless Anthony Richardson pops right away. If he pops. I mean, I mean, Baltimore is really not a, a destination city for most NFL players. You know, do they do they win? You got to overpay in some cities. Like some, you know, like you didn't have to overpay in... Uh, you don't have to overpay good players to go play for the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. You don't have to overpay good players to go play for the Kansas City Chiefs. You don't have to overpay players to go play for, play for the Buffalo Bills. You know what I'm saying? like the, the, Or the Cincinnati Bengals, where they have established great quarterbacks and you know the chance that you've been in the postseason is pretty much a, a guarantee. But when you start talking about teams like the Indianapolis Colts who have been struggling to try to find their identity since Andrew Luck walked away from football, man, this is a bad look. This is a bad look for them. And, um, yeah, whoever gives them a first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor will be probably looking at a Super Bowl run. Mm -hmm. He's that kind of player. He's that kind of player. But to give up a first-round, I mean, first of all, the owner said that he was not valuable enough to uh, pay – what you know, non-running backs get paid. That's mm-hmm. what that was his first argument. That there's a market for running backs, and I'm sorry, but that's just what it is. And then he came out with a statement a couple of weeks ago that said if Jonathan Taylor and him died tonight, the NFL would still go on. Yeah, I remember Wh- that. Which meant like, hey man, <laughs> hey, we're gonna we the NFL is gonna go on with or without you, and that's what he said essentially. The NFL is gonna go on with or without us if we die tonight. And I was like, wow, what a crappy statement that's coming from the owner, right? That's one of your cr- best players. It, yeah. One, the best, I don't know. Do they have a better player? Uh, I mean, the Quentin Nelson would be, I guess, in I the guess conversation. I guess Quentin Nelson would be in the conversation. He didn't play great last year. No, he did not. But honestly, that that's kind of, I mean, they have some, some decent pass rushers. But again, we're talking about when you, when you ask, if you ask 10 people on the street, right? Get, tell me somebody from the Indianapolis Colts you know. Jonathan Taylor is going to be on the lips of almost every single one of them. Right, right. So this guy has handled this situation wrong. And I think, you know, I hope that we never get into a contest like this with a player. Yes. You know, and especially the best player or one of the top two or three players. Let's just say Patrick Sertan says after year three, I'd like a contract extension. And we get to the point where we're saying, hey, listen, Pat, you know, it's not your time. We got to take care of other people. And if you don't like it, then what, what's going to happen is uh, you can go ahead and uh, go ahead and search for a trade partner. I mean, that's just a bad look, man. You want to take care of the people, especially when you draft guys. When you draft guys, you don't want dra- your drafted guys to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. 
know what I'm saying? You want to treat those guys. Those are the guys that are foundational pieces for your for your entire team. So that that that's it was a bad look from the beginning, and it's been made worse. It has. I, mean, it I has. just don't know. I just don't know how to how it got to that. You know, the running backs in general have been complaining about their salary, but Saquon, you know, went to work. Josh Jacobs is going to go to work. You know, uh, I mean, uh, Dalvin Cook got eight million bucks to go. You know, we we're still looking for who's, who's still Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt is still looking, right? Yeah. So maybe what they're thinking is, hey, we'll get Kareem Hunt in here for like six million dollars. Let Jonathan go, and then we can get a first round pick for him and have Kareem Hunt. But you know, it's just a bad message to your team. I, I think the point that you made is one that kind of needs to be emphasized. And we're going to talk about a little bit of Russell Wilson. We'll hear from Dave Logan from the first hour, his thoughts on Russ in that, that game. But your your point that you made about what it means to the locker room and future free agents, like come play well for us, but that doesn't mean we're going to pay you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you have to, as an organization, figure out where you draw those lines in the sand. I think your point is very valid about Pat Sertan. If Pat Sertan after year three has another pro bowl or all pro year, which he absolutely is capable of, well then guess what? He's every right to say, I want my contract now. I want to go ahead and get my security done now. Cause I can, and the Broncos. Okay. Well you've had the, the three years that you've had, and you're considered one of the best cornerbacks in the league we draft you to first rounder and there's no question that you've returned that value you got to pay that guy you cannot mess around with that because the message it sends to your locker room the message it sends to future players coming to your organization they're all going to say okay well guess what if i go there who's to say that they're going to really take care of me if i if i play up to the standard that i'm i'm expected to yeah i mean it's just a organizationally it's a it's a it's a terrible look i mean that i mean that news came out like an hour and a half ago and when we tackled it an hour and a half ago, I was like, really? Like, this is what they're doing? I mean, I just I just know what bad organizations look like. And that is a bad organization right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a bad organization with a very talented quarterback who will probably end up being in the running for rookie of the year. And it would have been nice to have a star running back that could take some of that pressure off. But, you know, I would imagine that they're saying – Hey, just give me anybody and then it'll be okay. But I don't believe that this guy, Jonathan Taylor, is just a guy. He's just not a guy. In three years there in Indianapolis, he's rushed for 3,800 yards, almost 4,000 yards. And he only rushed for 833 last year. In like 11 games. Yes. So I'm just letting you know that this guy is different, you know. And if we didn't have Javante, I'd be pounding the table saying we got to have him. But Javante, Samaje P. Ryan, Jaleel McLaughlin – that looks like a pretty good group right now. It so, does. It's so not you for say us. You say don't go for the Broncos. No, the it's not for now. us. But for a team that is expected to have a, you know, a late pick, you know, it's, <laughs> if you're talking about a late pick, and there's a reason that you want a first round. The reason that you want a, four, a first rounder is so that you can have them for the four-year contract and the plus one. And you can only get that plus one for the fifth year if you're in the first round. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan Taylor, unfortunately for the Colts, they don't have any control over him after this year because he was a second-round pick. And he can go and do whatever he wants in free agency if they don't franchise him. And I don't believe you franchise a guy that doesn't want to be there. Like That's always been my argument in the NFL. If a guy tells you he wants out 
for the most part, do your very best to get him away from the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. It's not a comfortable situation. Right. And so under the circumstances, and I, and I see why we got here, because you realize he's not going to play this year, and then what? You just let him walk? I guess. You get a compensatory pick at that point, but he's around the organization. Uh, he's going to be weighing on. Remember the Le'Veon Bell situation, right? I mean, it just it weighs on you. And so I, I see why we got here, but I agree with you. The way they handled it was just about as bad as it could be. Okay, let's talk a little bit about have we seen enough from Russell Wilson if the Broncos opt to not play him in this final preseason game? Have you seen enough and you feel confident about where we're at? I absolutely feel confident enough about what I've seen from Russell. It was a huge jump from last week to this week. Um, You know, last week we talked a lot about Russell Wilson taking hits. He took five hits that put him on the ground last week. And he did hit the ground on one scramble. But in general, you know, this guy, it was a clean clean enough pocket, and he did some good things with the ball, uh, three for six passing. But, you know, the runs could have been well north of 40 yards. So I was happy. I was happy with what I saw out of him. If he hits that long pass to Jerry Judy, then I think every Bronco fan out there is ecstatic that our starting quarterback went out there, played in the first uh, series, got a touchdown, and they shut him down. But maybe there are some people who aren't as happy about his performance because we only got three points. But either way, I'm telling you that that was a good that was a good opening drive by Russell Wilson. Enough uh, defenses have been put on notice. You will not play us like we have a, a, stat, a, a, a stationary quarterback. Yeah, stationary quarterback. You yeah. will not play us like that. You will play us differently or we will hurt you. Right. To that point, though, about what you said a moment ago, him only playing in one series. That has caused a little bit of a discussion so far on whether or not Sean Payton should have brought him out for another series. And we asked Dave Logan about that in the first hour, and here's what he said. I didn't think it was an issue at all. Well, the argument is, why wasn't Russ out there with the ones? Why do we need to see the backup <laughs> quarterback, who, by the way, might be in a competition with the third string Here, quarterback? Here's the answer to with that. The ones. Here's the answer. No, he's not. Let me just say he is not. Oh, my not. goodness. I didn't he is even not. think about that. I, I think the answer is pretty simple. I think that let, let's, let's move back to when uh, Sean Payton had the conversation um, with uh, Bell, or USA Today. Yep, Jared Bell. Jared Bell. And he said what he said about, you know, how bad it was and they're going to be a playoff team and really was was quite complimentary about Russell. And th- this is one thing that I think people have a hard time understanding. He's he's made nine Pro Bowls. He's, you know, he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory until he came here last year, and it was horrible. The whole thing was just bad, right? So I think Sean Payton, and even though you say, well, the guy's making $50 million, how much confidence does he need to have? Confidence is such a key thing, even with the elite athletes. And there are times where you have to infuse confidence into the, those athletes. And so I think what Al said is true. You just had a 12-play drive. Russ ran for 25 yards, except for the holding call. He's got to feel good about that. Man, take him out. Let him feel good about that. You're, you're not, you, you've seen all you need to see in terms of you know, him improving, um, and, and you do want a chance just in case something should happen to him. You do want a chance for Jared Stenham, who I thought was better in his second preseason game than he was in his first. You want him to have a chance to, to work with guys that should something happen to Russ, 
that he's going to work with. Because when the season starts, Jared Stidham didn't get any reps with the ones. Maybe two or three reps of practice with the ones. So you're probably not going to play your ones very much, if at all, come Saturday night against the Rams. So here's your only chance for Stidham to work with that collection of ones and some twos. So I, I was I was good with it. I think some of the disconnect, and that was Dave Logan in the first hour. If you were missing any parts of the show, just go to KOAColorado.com or subscribe to the podcast. So I think some of the disconnect is because Sean Payton said 20 to 24 plays for the starters. He did play the other guys, right? The offensive line, Sutton, Judy, Troutman. He did play the other starters for that amount of snaps, if not more. But but Russ only got the 12, and I think that's maybe a little bit of the disconnect is people just expected more. Well, I just don't know what else you, you, you've seen or what else you need to see from your 34-year-old quarterback. Let me say that again. I don't know what else you need to see from your 34-year-old quarterback. He played in game one extensively, and he gave you 12 plays in game two. He's a 34-year-old quarterback. I think he understands and knows how to play the game. The fact that he's getting reps with them in game conditions is all that we were pounding the table for last year. I didn't say he had to play well. I just said, you know, the guys need to hear his voice. They need to understand what his cadence is. You know, guys need to know the, how they need to uh, get ready to, 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 you know, as a snap is, uh, um, as a snap is handled, how they need to move with him and his cadence. And you know what? We understand that now. We got it. So I don't need, I, I didn't need to see anything else. I mean, he's 34 years old. You know why, though? 16.9 is why. Yeah, we had a bad coordinator. We had a bad, uh, we had a bad offensive scheme that did not fit Russell Wilson. You know, in that game on Saturday night, we had, uh, we had, uh, uh, it almost looked like an RPO where Russell Wilson read the last guy on the line of scrimmage and he pulled it and he ran and Troutman was in front of him. Uh, and, and Dave mentioned earlier in the, um, in the, in the show that that's going to be a 25 yard run. If Cortland Sutton doesn't hug the guy, mm -hmm. right? If Cortland Sutton doesn't hug that guy, that's a 25 yard run. When did we see that out of Russ last year? We saw Barely. it. The, you know what? We saw it against the Kansas city chiefs in week. What was that? 16 or 17. Well, even the 25 yards rushing he had, he had only three games all last season where he rushed for 25 or more yards. The entire year. There you go. So you know that's that his DNA. Drive. That, 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 you know that's his DNA. He's feeling good. He's looking good. I just think that, you know, we shouldn't make this harder than it is for our 34-year-old quarterback. It's because of the 16.9. And, and that's where fans are coming down on this is, okay, until they see the Broncos offense show the ability to consistently score in the 20s, those questions are going to remain. So, for example, if they go out against the Raiders and they score – let's just say 20 points like they did against the 49ers. There's going to be a lot of questions. That may not be enough to beat the Raiders. And in fact, I'd say it's probably not going to be, even with Jimmy Garoppolo out there. So it's one of those deals where does it mean like directly if you go out and you score 30, 40 points in a preseason game that this team is ready? Well, not necessarily. Uh, simultaneously, if they'd only scored 13 points, are we freaking out about that? No, because it's, the it's preseason. It's exhibition. You're, you're sending out third and fourth stringers in the fourth quarter, right? 
Russell Wilson plays a half and they score only 20 points. It, it doesn't tell you everything you need to know. And I think that's where the Broncos fans are coming down on this is the unknown. It's thinking about last year and the unknown. Yeah, of, let it go. Well, but you can't until you actually see it in a real game. So we, we have one step forward here. The offensive line looked better. Russell Wilson looked more nimble. His decision-making, that's the thing that we talked about going into it, Al. Last Friday, it looks better. So for me, I'm with you. Let, let's ride. I, okay, I can't say that. Go Broncos. That's what we're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm encouraged. Uh, we can say let's ride. We, I mean, listen, <laughs> I don't know if we really can say let's ride, but we can say let's, let's ride. I'm ready to ride. You're ready to ride? I'm ready to ride. You know, I don't need my quarterback to say that, but I'm ready to ride because this is, this is, this is the way it's supposed to look. Everything is happening the way it's supposed to look. Now, I'm not telling you that we are playing the way that I you know, would like for us to play, and certainly I'd like for us to play better on the offensive line. I mean, we got, we got a guard that we got over from the Baltimore Ravens that just hasn't played up to the contract yet. And I'm, start, I'm trying to figure out, did we miss? You know what I'm saying? So if we missed, we missed. But I didn't see that. You know, we still haven't seen our... You know our multi-million dollar right tackle. That's right. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm. It's just me. No, well, I mean, they're all questions to ask, and if you don't see the first team offense again, come back to our original question. If you don't see them again the rest of the preseason, this is the impression we're going to be left on before they play the Raiders. Did you see enough? I've, I've seen enough. Okay, I know, I know that the offense is going to be way different than last year, uh, but it really would help. This week, if Ben Powers played well against the Rams for the limited practices that he gets. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. I'm glad we're beyond that. In fact, he now closes his pressers with go Broncos, which I'm good with. Yeah, go Broncos is good. I'm going to roll with that. I think he used to say go Hawks. He did? That's right. Mm -hmm. You say go Hawks. And And listen, after a win or a loss, you can say go Broncos. Yeah, go Broncos. You just can't say let's ride after a loss yeah. on Thursday night football when the Indianapolis Colts somehow win that game. You just can't do it. Yeah, that's just about as uncomfortable as Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan kissing. It's just really <laughs> uncomfortable. Just about as uncomfortable as that. I'm like, <laughs> this does not go together. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm just saying, that's... that's uh, by the way, did you see uh, or, or hear the comments from Steph Curry saying that he's the best point guard of all time? I heard it while you were playing it. 
I mean, Steph Curry saying that he's the best point guard of all time. Does he have an argument? Absolutely. I think he does too. I mean, <laughs> it's a different game though now. So, I mean, you're talking about what like, I mean, what, what some of the all-time great point guards had to do didn't always have to be, you have to have range, right? The range that Steph Curry has. You'd have to be just really good at assists. Like Chris Paul, I've always thought we should be in that conversation as one of the best point guards. Oh, yeah. I mean, because but I mean, we're talking about, it. we're talking about Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Like Magic Johnson. Like Jason Kidd, I always thought was such a great point guard, but he didn't need to have the, Oscar the greatest Robertson. range. He just is a great, he gets everybody involved. You know, like the, that, uh, Steve Nash, tremendous point guard, right? Tremendous yeah. MVP. And and it's because he got other guys involved. So let me ask you this. So the most points by, by point guard scoring points, just scoring points. We're not talking about average. We're talking about just point scored. Okay. Oscar Robertson. Okay? Yeah, of course. With 26,000 uh, points. Steph Curry is at 21. Okay. No, he'll pass him. I, I don't even know if Magic is on here uh, in the top 10 guard scoring. Uh, that, that wasn't his game, that wasn't his right? Game. No, I don't think so. So Still one of my all-time favorites. There's no question about it. I mean, you got Nash. Oh, yeah, Magic. Here you go. Magic has 17,000, right? Yeah. And his career, Steph, was, his career is, is cut Steph short. Curry but, in the conversation with greatest point guard ever? Uh, yes, Absolutely. Uh, but once again, he it, it's a bit of a different metric we're measuring here, right? Why? Because Well, Why? because he, his scoring prowess is otherworldly compared to the assist numbers that some of the other point guards have. It's like it's it's just a me, it's a measuring a different kind of player. He plays the point, but he's got a range of of better than almost anybody I've ever remember. I mean, again, Reggie Miller is the closest that comes to mind as a guy that could just shoot lights out like he does and, and 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 have the clutch ability to say yeah this three-pointer is going in and you got you know it i know it it doesn't matter where you guard me it's going in so I mean, yeah this championship counts to determine whether or not you're the best point guard of all time i don't it, think it, so uh-huh no i don't i don't i don't think i mean you can include that i being a great point guard and winning a lot of championships doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing. You can be a great point guard and you, you know, it's the same thing we have with like quarterbacks, right? Like Dan Marino never won a championship yet. We regard him for the most part as one of the greatest quarterbacks to play. So I, I would say that no, Man, he's I don't moving down more on the list as you start to get more guys with championships. Well, now, but we're also measuring again, not to go apples and oranges here, but we're also measuring quarterbacks different now than we were then, right? I mean, what what is, you can have five thousand yard seasons now. That's kind of unheard of even back in the eighties. Uh, you have more games now. The offenses are more prolific, and and more of the rules are there to help the offense. So it, it, we're we're measuring different things here, but I I think he does deserve to be in that conversation. And maybe maybe the championships are part of it. Okay, I mean, do you you agree, right? Or well, do you, I mean, do you think we should? John include? Havlicek has eight championships. If you're going to go with that, that's what I'm saying. Bob Cousy has six. Right, so right, and we're not talking about know, those guys dog. in the same I mean, conversation. This, this, as that's Steph. a good. That's a good conversation, man. Is Steph? Are we witnessing the greatest point guard of all time playing in his twilight years? I I would say. I mean, because Reggie is a is a forward, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we've never. Well, I mean, Steve Nash 
had his run like this where he played championship-level basketball and won league MVP two times. Mm-hmm. But we, he's never in that conversation. Stockton, we saw him play and saw him play well. Over the course of his career, he's averaging six and a half assists per game. Who is that? Steph, Steph? I'm, oh, what, what did Magic average? Oh, let's pull that up. Hold on. I mean, that that is just, that, that's crazy. Huh. Okay. He averaged 7.3. Oh, nope. No, hold on. You give me a second here. I got to pull up. I mean, how many championships did Magic win, man? Did he win more than four? Hold on. You're asking just, me too many questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just got a bunch of questions. Now I'm like, man, wait a minute. That's he a aver- no, it's, Magic averaged 11.2 assists per game. Oh, my goodness. Just yeah. a different game. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's five. That's, that's significant. We're talking about five assists per game. Yeah, but the more. stress that. The stress that uh, but he only averaged 19.5 points per game versus Steph, who over the course of his career has averaged 24.6. So just. But I mean, he extends the defense. He just does things. I mean, it just. Either way, either way, man, I am just, uh, I am a fan of watching good basketball, and it's not that far away, man. I mean, we're going to be hanging a banner, and we're going to open a season with the Lakers. That is just not that far away from now. On the uh, Common Spirit Health text line, come on, man. (laughs) Magic has five championships. Steph has four. Yeah, love Steph's game, but can't be a goat with bad D. Oh, was Magic known for D? I love Curry, but what about his defense? That's two. That's back-to-back text. I mean, we're talking about, you know, I think we're saying what about the D because of what happened with, with uh, uh, who, who are we thinking about? Um, the Lakers? No, or? no, 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 no. Uh, the point God. Uh, what a, I'm, I'm sorry. I gotta, I'm, I'm dribbling behind my back. I'm dribbling behind my back <laughs> through my legs. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Oh, Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, and because, so Cleveland. because of that, because yeah. of that series, yeah, right. we may we may now judge Steph differently because Kyrie went to work on him. Dude, I wish I could have filmed you doing that. I know. The, I was like, I'm, like I'm, <laughs> I'm behind my back. I'm through my legs. He was dribbling behind his back in his chair. In my chair. I mean, Kyrie's cold blooded. <laughs> he was hey, he is cold blooded. Cold blooded, man. Kyrie is cold blooded. Which point guard would you rather have though? Steph. Yeah, right. I mean, the range is re- I mean, I mean, Kyrie is cold. I mean, if you're talking about you're just talking about skill set, oh, that's a good one. A couple more texts here while you're thinking about it. I just like to say that he's the best point guard of our generation. To compare current players to past players is just impossible, so I don't do it. I, I'm actually on the same page. Yeah, I could. I it's could, just a different I game. I could do that, too. I mean, Magic, though, how many? 11 assists a, uh, yeah. assists a game? 11 assists per game. I mean, that's dumping it down to the big fella for a lot of sky hooks. But you should because you have that. Right. And so and it's not to say that they haven't had a very good team around Steph, right? But but the whole point of that is they had the best backcourt in the NBA for how long? Right? I don't know if we've ever seen a, a a guard create offensive opportunities better than Steph Curry. I mean, well, his range is across the half court. What do you think about Russell Westbrook or James Harden? By the way, Russell Westbrook is a top three point guard scoring all time. That's right. He is. But he's got twenty four thousand points all time, so how, how he, many, is, he is he is one hundred percent a Hall of Famer. How many championships? He does not have a championship. Not a, not one. But he's got twenty four thousand points. Does that count? 
Well, so then this is that discussion. Like, where does he fit in in your... He's not in that conversation. I, see, I don't put him in the, one of the best no, point no, guards no, of all no, time. No, no, no. I mean, he, like, averaged a triple-double for, like, a couple seasons there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not in and that no, conversation. And, and point guards don't do that. Like, no, not really. I, I'm just saying, like, Isaiah Thomas is a better point guard. You know... Yeah, and I put... I mean, we talk about Steve Nash and Jason Kidd about, and not, all this. I put those guys Not having a championship. Chris Paul is a better point. Chris, Steph Chris Paul. Curry, though, man. How about it, man? High five to you, buddy. That just happened. Uh, that just happened today. He came out with that. I'm I'm the best point guard of all time. Got to believe it. Toot your own horn. He said, "For the team that I play on and the era that I play in, absolutely, I'm the best point guard of all time." Cold blooded. <laughs> Cold blooded. <laughs> all right, let's get a quick check of traffic from the Kway Traffic Center. Here's Justin Tyler. It's time for Show Me the Money. Show Me the Money on Koa Sports. Show Me the Money. Show me the money! All right, time for Show Me the Money. We got an NFL game we get to pick. That's exciting. Washington hosting Baltimore. Just 24 straight wins in the preseason for the Ravens. 24 wow. straight wins in the preseason. Yet they're only favored by one and a half. Over under, Coover's numbers, 37 and a half. Michael Coover in studio with us. What are Ben and Dave doing? Oh, by the way, congratulations to Ben who won last week, but nobody cares. Go ahead. Yeah, Ben got his ninth win of the uh, of the year. Nine He's almost the double digits. Almost. <laughs> Keep believing, Ben. All right, Ben thinks the streak is going to end tonight because he's taking Washington and the over. The over. What about Dave? Dave Logan. I'm picking for Dave. Dave is going to go the complete opposite. <laughs> he's going to roll with Baltimore. And the under. The under. Uh, I, I could go. I don't go want to ahead, go. Go ahead. All right. I, I like Baltimore. I think they're going to continue the streak. Yeah, I think, yeah, me too. So give me Baltimore and give me the under. The give under. me Baltimore. Give me the over. The over. You do that so much better than I do. <laughs> Probably because it's your voice. Somebody's going to be in rough shape after one day. Mm-hmm. It's early enough in the of- week. It's early enough in the week. And I, I I feel pretty good about that. We'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what this uh, Washington offense looks like tonight. Sam Howell? Yes. I like Sam Howell. I am a I Sam want to see what Eric the enemy dials up for Sam Howell tonight. Yeah. They got a lot of weapons, dude. Yeah. They got a lot of receivers. They've got good running backs. They they, they could be sort of sneaky, who's right? Who is who is the Ravens? primary runner well it's gonna be jk dobbins no no jonathan taylor huh no i don't think so there are a lot of people that think that baltimore uh is going to possibly be in that realm to trade for jonathan taylor there was a report out uh, i think it was frank schwab uh who put out five teams who might be interested in jonathan taylor and baltimore was one of those as well as buffalo and miami yeah see i would think that a team like uh Baltimore would trade J.K. Dobbins to Indianapolis. Why would you want another in, another injured running back that doesn't want to play right now? J.K. JK is a... Uh, yeah, man. He doesn't want to play either. He wants a new contract. He wants a new contract. Yeah, man. And, he, and he, again, he's banged up. Well, I guess it's a t- player for player then, huh? You, who would you rather have? Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yeah. It's not a player for player. And you're going to be sending probably at least a second rounder with him. 
don't know if you do that. I don't know. That's a good one, man. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, man. I mean, put him in the Miami Dolphins offense. My goodness. That would be a good one. And they missed out on Dalvin Cook because they wanted Dalvin in Miami. I mean, what does Kareem Hunt finish up his NFL career? And they've does he already go back got, to Kansas City? And they've already got a running back injury in Devon A-Chain, who's going to be out for a bit. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking uh, Miami. Miami makes sense. Miami, Miami makes, makes sense. A lot of sense. In that offense. But, uh, but the, uh, the Colts owner said that he wanted a first-round package. He does. And we talked about it earlier, Christian McCaffrey. A Christian McCaffrey type of Second, package. third, fourth, and I think a fifth, something like that. It was, it was a massive trade haul. But he looked great there with the 49ers, didn't he? Oh, my goodness. It made it work. Taylor made for it. Yeah, I mean, if you and guess what? Jonathan Taylor will be Taylor made for Miami. For uh, uh, McDaniel. Mike, yeah. Mike, uh, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, that's that's a great fit. All that speed. All that speed. And then you hit, you know, you know somebody's going to hit you over the head with a running back that <laughs> runs like that. Man, I'll, it's, it's going to upset Broncos fans because the Broncos are going to see Miami. And they're also in the AFC. So it's going to upset Broncos fans if not only we watch Dalvin Cook go to the Jets, who the Broncos are playing week five, but they're playing the Dolphins early in the season, too. Week three, I think. Yep, week three. Because they got uh, Washington, I think, week two here. And then they travel to Miami. So that's going to be upsetting if it ends up being Miami. If it's Miami, at least it's to a coach that will know how to use him and possibly get the best out of him. The only thing that really sucks about all of these deals is that you know you're going to have to see some of these players in in the playoffs. Yes, you are. Right? I mean, and then you got to deal with that situation. If he if he stays in Indianapolis, we don't have to worry about him in the playoffs. Because it isn't going to happen. They're not making the playoffs this year. You know, and it's actually probably in the Colts' best interest. I, I mean, you'd like to have him there for the long term because when they do get Anthony Richardson and everybody up to speed, that guy's going to be really good with Richardson. But it might take a year or yeah, two. Yeah, it's going to take a couple years. And then by then, we're talking about a running back that's going into year six. Right. And there was already worry about tread on the tires with him out of Wisconsin. Right. I mean, the guy is, uh, I mean, he's he's played in the NFL for three seasons, has rushed for 3,841 yards plus and a, 33 touchdowns. I would say, plus he's a great threat out of the backfield. He's yes, got great he got hands. Three, I think he's got three touchdowns receiving and over 800 yards yeah. receiving. Yeah, he's a talent. There's no I mean, question. He's a, he's a different guy. He's going to make everybody, anybody better. Let's just hope he doesn't go to the Chiefs. Why would you put that out into the world, well, I'm man? I'm just saying, what is man. Wrong I mean, with it you? seems like you really that want to end be... the show talking about the Chiefs getting better. I'm like that. That seems like you know, like a a worst case scenario. That's just evil, man. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Broncos country tonight coming up next. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Michael. Uh oh. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.